welcome everybody back to Curse of Strahd. Uh, the darkness that surrounds us, our Curse of Strahd game. To catch everybody up on where you are, you all have been pulled into the Kingdom of Barovia, a strange world that you don't recognize that seemingly has been locked away, unable to escape, and trapped in this a kingdom of terror where all of the denizens are terrorized by a dark lord that looms over from Castle Ravenloft looking over them. You initially traveled looking for missing children that were being kidnapped that locals reported as werewolf by werewolves for the Duchess of Daggerford, finding yourselves following the trail deeper and deeper into the woods until you came upon this strange land. You found the village of Barovia itself, where you learned that the entire land was named Barovia, learning that uh, this was a place unfamiliar to most of you. You encountered, your first encounter in this land was with a strange cursed house with undead children and cult-worshipping ghosts. You further learned of uh, a young woman who had been beseeched by the... Uh, Dark Lord of the Land, one Stra Count Strahd von Zarevich. Irina Kolanya, the daughter of the mayor of Barovia, or Burgomaster, had been haunted by the vampire. You learned this from her brother, Ismark, who you met in the local tavern as you sort of wandered your way through looking for the missing children. Ismark begged you to help him and to help his sister escape the vampire's wrath by taking her out of the village of Barovia to a place of safety, the only place he could think of, the nearby uh, walled village of Velaki. Uh, Arena agreed to travel with you if you would help her bury her recently deceased father, finding her in the house that had been surrounded by wolf scratches and um, the destruction of uh, dark forces that had encircled it repeatedly. You had learned she had been twice bit by the vampire. Local the local priest whose son had apparently been turned into a vampire spawn himself after he had rebelled against the uh, the Count's rule um, agreed to help bury the bodies of both his son and the Burgomaster after you dispatched of the vampire child that, you had, that he had kept locked in the basement, unable to do the deed himself. Burying them at sunlight for uh, in honor of the morning lord who seems to not answer prayers he told you that he thought the safest place for arena would be the abbey of the city of Kresik, where the monks in the abbey would be able to help take care of her you traveled forth to Velaki along your way having encounters with uh, some of the undead creatures that haunt this very land before making your way to the Vistani camp on the outskirts of town where you met Madam Ava, who read your fortune and told you uh, what your future would be in answer to uh, how do you free yourself from this dark land and its oppressive misery. Still having no idea why Strahd fancies Irina so much, you, uh, you took her with you, eventually making your way past a windmill in fact, the very windmill where uh, evil women had been torturing one of your companions who had crossed them as they were selling pastries apparently made out of children's bones that 
uh, intoxicate uh, the uh, users and allow them at least temporary escape in their dreams. Bagamo, uh, finally having achieved rest, you've made your way to the city of Velaki, deciding not to confront the the uh, haggish women who were uh, engaging in such tortures but rather to uh, try to find out more about the uh, city itself. You, um, there you went to the, uh, the local church, um, and you met the uh, father there, Lucian, Lucian Petrovich, at St. Andral's Church. After confiding in him that you were some holy people and seeking help for your wounded, uh, psychically wounded friend, Bagamo, he told you he feared greatly because the bones of St. Andral had been stolen. He uh, worried that the local great that the local gravedigger boy had been involved in the theft because the altar boy Yeska had told him that he had told the gravedigger about the relic and begged you to help re potentially return them. You learned that not all is as well as it seems in the uh, city of Velaki, the town surrounded by wolves' heads on pikes and dour people, uh, some of which locked in stocks in the center of the town with signs posted around saying, all is well. The burgomaster of town having apparently one festival after another to uh, maintain happiness that he apparently believes keeps the darkness at bay. Uh, anyone that protests, you learned, including a man by the name of Udo, after speaking with his mother at, church, at one of the church services, is locked away, imprisoned, and potentially tortured. Um, you made your way, eventually, to the local inn, trying to find out more of the Blue Water Inn, only to find the uh, roof of the inn covered with strange ravens that appeared to be watching you. Uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, Urgoth realizing that these are not ordinary ravens in any sense. You went in and spoke with the, uh, the barkeep, and he, uh, after, uh, uh, being served, he confided in you that the wine supplies were running low and that he had not received his latest shipment. He offered potential aid if you were willing to uh, figure out why the wine had not arrived. And uh, that's probably a pretty poor summary, but it's the best that I've got off the top of my dome. That's a good one. So that's where we'll take you all now. Uh, you find yourselves, in it is evening time. You are at the... Uh, the Blue Water Inn. Allow me to uh, to set the uh, the audio scenery of the Blue Water Inn. And I'll bring you there now. Well, I'll bring you there in just a moment. Um, what is everybody uh, doing at this time as it's evening time? I can't remember where we left off with what you guys were doing. Can can we 
can we all have a chat about um, what we might want to do? Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. I'm going to put your characters in the inn here. Are you all in the bar area, the tap room? Perfect. So you're in the tap room. There were a couple of thuggish guys in the room. You had looked around for realizing that you were being followed. Some of you had, uh, you actually hired, attempted to hire the gravedigger boy. Oh, we hired him. To figure out who had followed you. We hired him. He just, he may not know what he's been hired to do. But he's been hired. Uh, Good to know. Bert Beasley pulls out his uh, his spreadsheet of tasks. Uh, he's a he's a man who likes to get tasks done and cross them off the spreadsheet in red ink. Okay, I'm going to bring you to the tap room now. So you got your spreadsheets out, Bert. You're yeah. Talking with the crew about what you want to do. Uh, Bert Bert Beasley is going to pose a couple couple options here and see what. Where we might like to focus our efforts, you know, uh, synergy and and all of those business words that you use. Um, so the barkeeper, you know, probably from the card for the Ravens, right? That that would be helpful. He's probably not just going to come out and give us whatever we want unless we do his little wine supply side quest. So option one, wine supply. Then it'll probably help us with what all the ravens upstairs. I mean, we kind of have an in on that already because maybe people know me or maybe Wet Rock is arrogant enough to think that people know him as a uh, spirit fellow. And uh, he might try, he might have a way in to ingratiate for the wine supply, but let me know, ask you. I don't, know, I don't know that this is the. This might not be the lowest hanging fruit. I think there's some other stuff that we should probably attack. But, please go ahead. I well, have yeah. a I have a question and a statement for you, uh, uh, Wet Rock. You oh, have boy. been making a good bit of whiskey. I think you are running out of mash. Uh, I don't know no, if you are. I, I, I actually am, am completely out of whiskey at this point. Uh, so, when we got here, one of my priorities was trying to find a source of quick running water. The right, kind so of quick running water that I like, but I'm not looking to trade wares. More trying to, I guess, say that um, I know my way around that, gotcha. that world. And gotcha. if we need an inn in that world, I think that I can find out how to get there. But also following up to say, I don't think this is that's necessarily the most important. I mean, we're gonna have to stay here at this. You, pur- place you purchased rooms we, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Unless so, no, we just... want to stay somewhere else, and I don't right. think no. go back I... to the church. So we might have another opportunity to investigate the ravens if right. there's something else that's more pressing. Yeah, I'm should. just saying it's one of our five cards, so that's yeah. probably like a. That's a big one, and but, and we have an in. So I mean, if yeah. we're considering all these things, you know, that's all I'm saying. My bad. So yeah, the other one I'd say that that also looks achievable that we kind of know uh, a goal of would be 
getting rid of you know everyone's favorite pie factory at the windmill. So it kind of seems like those those are two things that we could probably reasonably start doing, and we know how to do them or what we need to do anyway. So it just kind of depends on what you guys want to do. Do you want to do the ravens and the card? Probably this, the wine supply or the windmill. Is this in character, or are you saying this is Scott? This is Burt Beasley looking over his spreadsheets. Yeah, that's what I was letting saying. You, letting okay. you kids pick what you want to do. Well, he's an if, old man. He's had his only adventures. Two, if we only have two choices, and one of them is entering that windmill, I will choose whatever the other one is. <laughs> I don't think that we're ready to take that windmill on. Any anyone else? Any any thoughts here from our other two? I am. I'm sort of in the corner, um, keeping to myself, watching the or uh, listening to this dialogue go back and forth as I am uh, feeding the parakeet and um, teaching it some little tricks. Um, this is the sort of social surrounding where I'm not usually going to, you know, um, be very active. I kind of keep to myself. Um, but, uh, I, uh, am broadly supportive of doing whatever. And so I basically kind of say here, um, uh, for what it's worth, I think that we've got a number of different things that we really need to address here. Um, I really think that windmill needs to get burned down because that's tied to a lot of other things I'm seeing around here, but, those ravens have really got me thinking. And so if we can sleuth out what's going on there, um, I think that will be solid progress too. Um, I would really like to burn down that windmill. Thank you for my, thank you for listening to my Ted talk. Now, and, I, and I go back to feeding the parakeet. That old lady goes to sell pies at night. Right, she's pushing her. Mm, no, she's pushing her pies during the e day and evening. It was not mm -hmm. nighttime. Afternoon. Mm -hmm. We could we could all agree, an afternoon pie seller. Yeah, I definitely had the hiss of some would afternoon it, sin. Would it maybe be better to go at a time when someone is selling pies? So perhaps we could sneak in and liberate the children. And then set it on fire. Uh, Wet, Rock, Wet Rock is saying that I have no idea why my very clear logic for not attacking the windmill is not getting through. <laughs> but if we must insist on attacking the windmill, then let's go do it. Because we cannot do anything until we set that windmill on fucking fire. So let's go do that. Bert, Bert Beasley thinks you might be onto something, you know, but maybe maybe switch it up. You know, what if we go after the lone individual pie seller first, you know, while they're on the road? Because we know it'd just be just be one of them, you know, and then perhaps burn the windmill down afterwards. Guys, I think that your nose for strategy should be taking us in the direction of success. So and it will take you know at this point i'm ready to be an attack dog or a fucking uh you know i'm ready to do as told 
I uh, contribute uh, the fact that it will take remarkably less kindling to burn down the Pie Witch than the windmill. Yeah. Well, then we could even use her cart to carry more kindling to the windmill. You know, are we suggesting that we set a person on fire in public to demonstrate some point? She's hardly a person. I mean, she's clearly she's clearly an evil an an evil entity of some sort. But you know, Bert Beasley does want to point out that she is beloved by many people. You know. Who, and we'd have to be careful. Who want their pie fix. You know, they might try to stop us. Right. They might try to stop us. So murder after we murder everyone that we think is involved in the pie ring, then what? That's right. So are, are so, we gonna be able to go back to our beds at the end? And, well, we're talking about know, Killing sleep some it witches off while we while we get ready to go somewhere else, or are as are all they going to be happy with it? I mean, where what are we doing? We if we go and destroy a place, I think you're killing some witches. Yeah, so well, I don't know. I mean, we have to do it tonight necessarily. Right, let's go kill them tonight. This I mean, is, I don't know why not. This is Bert Beasley. He's 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 got a plan. You know, he's calculated the odds. He's looked over. You know the uh, life insurance policies that have paid out for people being sure. murdered on the road, and uh, based on all the historical data of of insurance pays out, he thinks maybe a good way to do it would be at night, or afternoon, afternoon we established afternoon pie sales, when this person maybe has left the windmill and is on the way to a town far away from the windmill, definitely far away, not close. Perhaps we ambush them before they reach a town. So the drug addicts don't try to stop us, you know, murder one witch. And then, uh, you know, maybe maybe then go burn down the windmill. That that seems maybe like it could work. If, How if, that's the course if of I action. know anything about illegal product sales, then I know that if the person on the receiving end does not see or receive within a certain amount of time, a reasonable amount of time, then we're setting off alarms. I think if that's the approach that we want to go on, then we ought to scope out their routes and find out when they're coming back, and then we can get them on the way back. How do we know it's one witch? Because they do have the ability to turn invisible. And they could very well have the ability to look like the same witch. I'm not convinced that what does oh, no, 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 no. has to do with the strategy for whether or not and how we get in to burn down? No, because why we need to burn down the later. whole thing with all of them. So if it is multiple witches, you know, we've only seen one witch at a time selling pies. So you, Bert Beasley thinks based on, you know, having done home in, or sorry, business inspections of pie shops in the past, that probably there'd be one person out selling. The others might be back murdering children and making more pies. So yep. you think there's only one sales witch? That's all we've seen. That's all we I have think, knowledge I of. I think there may be copies of that same witch. So mm-hmm. that they're selling pies in the evening in all the towns. I think, again... Right, right. So that I would say that doesn't necessarily matter if we're just going to kill you know defeat in detail kill one at a time 
whether there are multiple sellers or not. So you know are we I mean? thinking we disappear which and see what the response is and then go from there? Is that kind of where you're going? I bet the response is they'll be very upset. No, right. I, I, I'm asking Bert Beasley. Right. Is right. your idea to disappear a witch and then see what happens in 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 Volley? Uh yes. Yes. I mean well Bert Beasley thinks we want to kill the witches, we want to burn it down, but could we fight multiple old hags at once? Based on our past, you know, scuffles. Bert Weasley's super sure we're all going to die if we try to fight yeah. more than one witch at so, a time. Okay, so so Wet Rock is finally feeling some solidarity here um, in that we can't take on the windmill. But while he doesn't fully agree or maybe or fully understand this plan from Bert, it sounds like one that we can win. And if we get moving off this obsession with the witches and the dream pies, then I'm for it. I will say that I think that the Ravens are, that have been watching us are either, uh, they unsettle me a little bit. Mm. So it's highly likely that somebody's watching all of this because those Ravens are not actual Ravens. And they are clearly, they're clearly keeping an eye out here. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for us. Can't we assume that it's a bad thing because we have met? Uh, given Count that everything Rod we've met Bob is a bad Kirby, thing, and and we know that he's, you know, a bad dude that has bad intentions, and maybe the dream cakes are part of it. All but I know is that become part personal to us with the dream cakes. For all we know, they could be agents of the windmill. <laughs> Bert I mean, thinks hell, that's unlikely. We for, we got for a couple, food. couple. In which reasons. case, I agree with Wet Rock. We need to move sooner rather than later. Right. Uh, Bert Beasley thinks the Ravens are probably a good thing. It risks one of our cards, and the barkeeper has a Raven necklace. Uh, and offered us a job. So, yeah. That is true. So probably probably not agents of the windmill. They could be other not great folks, but probably not great friends of the windmill witches. Okay. So where's the party heading tonight? Are you turning in and heading in out in the morning to go ambush one of the cellar witches? I think maybe we could. I think everyone's well rested and and you know healthy. We could try to get the witch after she's sold her pies, or perhaps in a dark alleyway, you know, outside of town as she returns at night. Uh, that that could be an option. What if we track back, set up on one of the roads that they know that we know pies have been sold in a town that goes down that road? We park out, we scope it out, and we see what the action is. That that could work, uh, but I don't know if we've seen any 
which is actually in this or pie sellers in this in this town. Yeah, but we might see if we go back to the windmill and we set up on the road, then we might see someone leaving. Yeah, well, or, we, or potentially returning well, somewhere outside do, of town. That's right. I got I gotta piss real quick. I'll be right back. All right. What we could do is spend a night just scoping out what's going on. Yeah. So that we know, understand better what the, the movies, yes, within this general village. And then use the time in the meantime to suss out what's going on with this Raven situation. That seems very reasonable. Uh, would we want to split up and some people stay here and look into this Raven situation and some others just scope out the comings and goings of this uh, pie-selling witch. My gut feeling is that we are stronger together in this strange land. Mm. Um, compelling argument. Yes, because one thing goes wrong. Uh, for instance, Bagamo um, uh, was laid low by a crumpet. This place means business. Cool. Well, in our case, we are at the bar with the ravens in the attic in a barkeep with a raven necklace. So we could just try to find out some of that. We might have to do the wine task before he would be willing to give us all of his secrets. But, you know, you never know. You never know. Yeah, um, Erwin was his name. Erwin Martikov, he introduced himself as. And um, he's there at the bar uh, working. You noticed a feather necklace around his neck, Bert. You did notice that. Um, and yeah. Well, uh, who would like to go over and, you know, talk to this barkeep? Bagmo, I feel your spirit maybe talking, but you also were I looking and there were, you. You also were looking <laughs> and there were a couple of local toughs that were sitting at a table over there that uh, you were looking for yesterday, and you'd asked uh, earlier. You'd asked them, uh, asked about if there were some tough-looking, thuggish guys, and there are that are just drinking and not paying attention to you. So you'd mentioned them previously as well. In terms of wanting to try to recruit people to go siege the windmill or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, the barkeep is there. I don't think we've earned enough goodwill in this town yet to round up a posse. But we can do some scouting. And the more information we have about this operation, um, you know, compared to the morale in this town, I think you know, we should be able to find some allies, but I'm worried now. Okay. Bert, so what are you, Bert Beasley you... wants to tell Bagamo, you're a, you're a likable gal, you know, people seem to really just enjoy your company. They could just tell you anything. Maybe, maybe we should send you over to this barkeep. Perhaps you could find some information out about him. 
You doing that, Pegma? Talk to the barkeep? Yeah, Erwin. Erwin Martikoff. You know, I, I don't feel that my skills lend themselves to chatting up barkeeps. Like, if you need a heavy table moved, go to that. Um, a doorbell. But you know, in my career, somehow, when it comes to the talking part, the ministering, <laughs> the convincing, going to be honest, I have not done so well. I always seem to say the wrong thing. You know, we always used to say that, uh, you know, Bagmo was the most evangelical criminal that we've ever found. Um, I don't think that that's changed, but her heart is pure. Um, maybe I can go tuck up the barkeep. You sure. you are bond over your love of whiskey and drinks. Well, I did I really enjoy his, his wine. family's uh, his family's beet soup very much. Yeah, we did have a rapport earlier in the evening, so perhaps I can go to him. But what is it that I'm trying to find out? Am uh, I just trying to gain uh, maybe trust maybe or? about about the ravens upstairs? Uh, he also has this missing wine shipment. Yeah, uh, you can maybe find okay. out more information about the missing wine shipment. Uh, All right, that might be a good, I, a good yep. thing. I can I can work on those on those things. So I kind of mosey on up to the bar. Uh, Irwin flat uh, down, and uh, Irwin is over there, and he goes, "Oh, my friend, did you enjoy the soup? Ah, delicious." Oh, thank That's you, just... thank you, thank you, my friend. Can I interest? Can I interest you in me, Wolf? Can I interest you in Wolf how, how quickly soup runs through you is like. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Could I interest you? In a, uh, could I interest you yeah. in fresh wolf steak? Uh, maybe, maybe later. I was just outside taking a uh, a purple piss. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about. I'm sure you do. It sounds like you need to see doctor. No, no. It was uh, from the beats. Ah, yes, yes, of course. Of, of course. course. That, but, is very, uh, that is very fast through your system. Sir. Indeed. It's straight through. Um, but I noticed there was some calling birds up there. Ah, uh, uh, yes. come from the hills. And we have lots of birds. And they've always irked me. And I don't know. They, uh, they just, you know, make me feel uncomfortable. Uh, sometimes they roost here. It is, uh, what is it that makes you uncomfortable, my friend? I, f I feel like they're, they want to eat me. <laughs> oh, no, my friend. They do not wish to eat you. No. You're not from around here, are you? No, no. I'm from the hill country and the other side of the, of the sea. The other side of the sea? Or am I? Or maybe I, the... I... How long have you been here, my friend? Ah, uh, you know, as an adventurer uh, and a problem solver, you know, I've been all over. Um, usually I stay close to running water where I can, uh, I can work my trade as a, as a spirit man. Oh, you... Or in the in the uh, 
the installation arts, no? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but, tell, but I, but I always me. believe in digging a fresh, you know. But tell me, my friend, if you yes. are distilling here, where no. do you where do you find corn or wheat or barley? I have not I've not distilled here yet, but uh I found some could good I, Yes. Could sir. I perhaps could I perhaps suggest that you could try brandy? Take take grape wine and distill grape wine to make fruit brandy. Absolutely. I mean, I no, I have no qualms in that area. Honestly, I tell you, I, here I, at I, this I, point, I'm I've I've run out of my stash of. Uh, I tell of... you what, my friend, my yeah. my uh, family, my family label at the Wizard of Vines, which for some reason we've not received our latest shipment of wine, but. But as adventurers such as yourself that accomplish things and are capable, I can clearly see you're armed and capable. If you was to help deliver the vine, I could perhaps work with you a, a supply of uh, grape mash that you could use to distill your your liquors. You have uh, you have the sour mash. I mean, it is, but wine, all you need to do is allow it to be distilled. Like Oh, sure. And I've got the, I mean, we can build it you would be, it would be, a distillery it would be. off of the, uh, just north of the tributary of the river. Uh, I guess that's northeast of the, the great windmill out there a few miles from town, but, uh, yeah, it it would all make, we need is a good source of running water. It would make a uh, a fortified wine or a brandy, depending on how good the distillation was. Hey, if you multi distill it from fruit, we would make a brandy. Could be very good. I, all I need is a sour mash, brother. I mean, the what I'm lacking currently is the mash. I mean, we can get a keg and we can. We can well, there is, and we can build a fire. We just don't have the mash anymore. Well, at the wizard, there are vats of uh, vats of grape mash that are becoming wine. You could, I could speak with uh, my father, Devian, who runs the vine, who runs the uh, the winery, and uh, you know, perhaps we could work something out, my friend. That sounds wonderful. I don't know how long we'll be here, but uh, I'm very yes, excited am... to uh, to try. I mean, I've uh... you are clearly not from you're clearly not from here. What? No. Do you, what? And you travel with this strange woman who she appears more Brovian than you are. Tell me, my friend, what what are you doing here? Well, it was kind of a. Uh evolving adventure you know i think uh, at first we were sent out to uh, quell uh, a siege on a city and uh, we did so and along the way we've met many people that have done great favors for us and in return we've offered to help them in any way we can um you know a lot of times the work that we do is not fully repayable 
um, and coin. I'm sure you understand these are tough times and there are many zealots, but uh, with what we are able to do, you know, we make friends along the way. And in doing so, we find ourselves in different towns. We find ourselves here to protect a citizen that we found in another city. Yes, uh, that work that work is done, and uh, and so now we shift our focus back towards where we came from and the troubles. The troubles. What troubles? You mean the troubles of this place? Uh, I mean, it's not limited to this place. I'm sure you understand. I am trying to. Well, I take it in your. I take it in your no friends of the Lord of the land. Well, I wouldn't say we have friends in that are lords. I'd say that we have met people that have introduced us to lords. We've not been welcomed, you know, as you can imagine. Uh, take, we are that. all from humble backgrounds. However, you know, we do, we have I'm, an investment in this character, Strahd. And he, he lowers his voice a bit as you say his name. He says, do not let the Burgomaster hear you mention his name. And he, but, he, but he lowers down his voice a little bit and he says, but we here are no friends of Count Strahd Manzarevich. And I kind of just put up my hand, clasp him, and say, pour me up another. And he put fixes you gold. another one. And so he says, how may I help you, my friend? You... I say, in, in order to answer that, I need to figure out more. But I will be back. He pours you a glass of the same wine that you had before. I lift it up and I say a cheer to him and then I come back to the crew and I okay. say "Ho, oh, boy. So the Count's reach is definitely here. He has enemies here. Um, I don't know his involvement in the wine shortage or in the crows but i know that we have a friend in the barkeep if we need him did well, we did we learn anything about uh the ravens or uh basically he says a lot of times they roost here mm -hmm. that's what he said and that's all he knows huh i didn't press him i was more interested in stride and the wine, I guess. I kind of let that the conversation take us where I thought I could get information. And most of it was about the wine. It's my fault. That's okay. Uh do did we maybe think we could solve his wine problem? Oh, we can definitely solve his wine problem. He's got the mash. 
He just doesn't have a still. We can travel to the river and dig one out, no problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, I like how to wet rock. His wine problem is that he doesn't even have a still up and running. We can definitely solve this. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, it, it was that not what I was supposed to walk away from there feeling? He did not have any kind of manufacturing except for outside of his premises, even though they own the branding for the wine. They've got the mash on hand. They have no still. They need a still. I can make stills anywhere there's running water. Uh, Bert Beasley, his first uh, kind of disappointed. You did not did not perform the task in the way he thought you should. But then he realized, you know, maybe they don't really care about the wine and there's always new business opportunities and maybe building them a whiskey still is just as good. I, why not? You know, that's <laughs> sure. Should I go back and ask him more directly about the Ravens? <laughs> you sure can. You can. I mean, I'm pretty drunk. I don't think he'll... He'll be alarmed by it, but I do need to mosey up to it. All right. I mean, is that yeah, more concerned with, or do we feel to like move you to move you along? Better. To move you along, do you do that? Uh, things we want to know uh, about uh, the missing wine shipment and how we could maybe solve it, and yes, about the ravens for sure. Definitely. Um, I'll just so say, Ergoth, I did figure it, out what we could do with the wine. Yes, then that was very smart. Ergoth is uh, a severe. Did I figure out what we could do. About the birds. Ergoth what? Ergoth is a severe introvert with a catastrophic charisma score. So that is one reason why I'm sort of staying quiet here. And like, uh, lore-wise, I'm definitely, you know, playing with my parakeet and having my my own little self-time. I'm not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys develop four characters and all of them are introverts. When we have characters Uh, that are introverts... It's on the other playing characters that aren't to draw anything out of them. Is that what we're? Well, it's not just. It's not. They're just, just trying to play their characters as they are. I literally have a negative charisma score. Okay. Bert Persuasion checks. Maybe I look over at at Ergoth and I'm like, "Hey, you look over at Ergoth and Ergoth is picking his nose. He's got a finger like all the way up there." Uh, Bert, hey, Bert Beasley wants to go guy. talk to the barkeeper real quick. All right, Bert, you walk over, and uh, Irwin is looking at you as you walk up. He says, "Hello, my friend. Welcome. Hello, I see. Was... I see you are with uh, you are with the dwarven gentleman. He is, he is a, very he is very friendly. He is a fine friend, and he makes ex- excellent drink, which perhaps you two could work out. He's, he seems to drink it. This, he seems to drink it as well." That is one of his greatest flaws in business is, you know, consuming his own supply at a rather <laughs> astonishing rate. Oh, yes, I am familiar with such problems. Well, what yes. can I get you? Would you like a glass of wine or perhaps uh, some stew or a wolf steak? I think I already had one of those delicious wolf steaks. Oh, and, uh, thank you. Yes, I would like perhaps another glass of your fine wine, which I hear is excellent. well there are there are two uh types of wine there is the purple grape mash number three and uh the superior uh, dragon red dragon crush 
I think if you wish to have the uh, red dragon. If it is the superior one of your own making. It is, but it is. Alas, unfortunately, the barrel is running quite thin. I shall see how much I am able to extract for you. And he goes down to the spigot. He says, ah, enough for at least one more glass. And he hands you the uh, red dragon. Uh, Bert Beasley is going to take a drink. and It's good. Uh, it's good. Yeah, he knows his wine. His... Yeah, yeah, you would know your wine, and you would know that this is good wine. And uh, it's better than you would expect, actually, for, like, this kind of world. Like, to Bert, this is sort of like third world, but this is sort of like fine French wine. And uh, Bert, uh, Bert yeah, he wants to remark, wow, this is, this is an excellent wine. This is... And Erwin, Erwin says, thank you. He's, but then he says, it is the only thing that the people here have. As you can see, the this place this world it is happiness is not here yes I've the wine here for a short yes. while and it is very sad the wine provides people comfort it is the lifeblood of barovians we drink it and share memories and it is many say it is the only thing that keeps my people going and yet, it seems your uh, barrel is empty. Indeed. The supply is stopped running. What is, I do uh, not know. Where, where do you get it from? Where, What has happened with your my, regular supply? My family vineyard is down the, uh, down the salvage road. It is not far from here. Um, I can tell you the exact number of miles in a minute. But he says, not terribly far. It comes from there. My uh, father uh, runs the vineyard, and we usually receive supply once per week. But we have not received supply in quite this. We have not received this week's supply, and it is approaching week two. Wow. And as you said, people love this excellent fine wine and will be devastated. It is shipped to village Barovia, to Balaki, to Kresik, to every town and village in the countryside. I uh, I did not introduce myself properly. Not only am I Bert Beasley, but I actually represent Gorkin Sons, a premier insurance company. I was wondering, did you insure your shipment of wine? That's something uh, Gorkin Sons, you know, is no stranger to insuring shipments. Well, no, I do not. I've never heard of such, but it may be something that I suppose we would be interested in. Wow. Well... We might be willing to look into your missing wine shipment. I will if be. Gorkin I will be. Sons can I will earn be your, your business of ensuring your future will, shipments. We will, of course, cover the entire cost of the wine for a modest monthly premium. He looks at you and he says, "I will be honest with you, Mister Beasley. The wine is my family label, but it is." I am not the owner of the vineyard. It is owned by my it is owned by my father. And it is my family label and we serve it here as well as other places. But uh decisions on whether shipments would be insured would surely be his decision to make. Excellent. Excellent. But you are a shrewd businessman. And I'm sure that you have the skills to convince him as you have convinced me. Perhaps but, you have a, a map nearby and you could tell us 
the road that your shipment takes from the vineyard to oh. this fine establishment. It says, but of course. Uh, and you pull out your map. I think you've been, you found a map or have a map. Somehow. We have a map, yeah, for sure. Because I will show you where the vineyard is located. And let me bring you to the map of Barovia. Okay. Zoom out because I'm zoomed way in. He says, Yeah, very good, very good. We are here in Valaki, and he points to where the wet rock head is. And then he points over to here right here where there's I'm a picture sorry. of a small building surrounded by what appeared to be farm fields he says these are the oh, down, down here no no over here oh um, gotcha. okay yep he says these are the vineyard fields of my family label and that is the wizard of vines and it is one two three four five six Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. So we'll just save even 30 and divide that out. It's about eight miles down the road. Nice. Give or take. Well, perhaps we will go and we will look into finding your lost shipment and then talk to your father about ensuring future shipments. And then what rock may also, perhaps you could collaborate on a fortified wine using his excellent I whiskey. told him that I would be certainly willing to give him supply of wine that he could distill into brandy or fortified wine if he so chose to distill it in exchange for assisting us. Super, super. Uh, well, I will report back with more information. And Bert Beasley is going to walk back over and tell everyone about the wine shipment and the farm and the path the wine shipment takes. And that perhaps we could go look into that if we want to get off of our killing witches uh, thing. And where was that village again? I'm sorry, uh, the farm? Oh, it's over here. Okay. About a day's... Half, half a about day's eight, walk. About eight miles. I see. Yeah, I was having a problem finding it on the map. No, no, we're in the village of... Where the... Where the at, we're right, the lot. We're right here. see where we are. Oh, there we are. Okay. And, and the farm is over here. Okay. All right, we're all clicking in the same area now. Yeah, yeah. So our options now, uh, Bert Beasley. You know, I was going to tell you we could uh, go and start on this this path and find the lost wine shipment, and perhaps then he didn't want to bring up the ravens and the. Did you did you necklace. find anything about about the ravens? Uh, Bert Beasley, you know, he just really felt that that was too soon to be asking about these mysterious ravens. You know, we're basically complete strangers at this point. 
and he might not, you know, be super willing to tell us about that at the moment. Fair enough. I felt similar, which yeah. is why I moved on to the whiskey shipment. Being that he said he'd also he'd also be interested it, in that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, would you but guys I like also, to? I could go over there and uh, give the Ravens one more try. Well, I think I think we could pass on that for now. Fair enough. Would you guys like to hunt down the shipment or go stalk a witch and kill her? I I would really like to stalk this witch. Last night I slept, and yet you don't feel right. Still, they gave me somehow through the spirit world. They drugged me with the dream pies mm. as I slept. As all of you watched. <laughs> yes, that was terribly, terrible. I don't yet. know how such a thing, how, did, how this how... is possible, and yet it's happened to me. And, You're back. well, honestly, I felt like I was going to hurl all day. So I feel physically and, and mentally unwell with, with what's what happened, what I've ingested. You got totally to unconscious of doing so. And, and so I feel the only way to restore my honor and perhaps my ability to eat a hearty breakfast. More cowbell. Is to is to destroy this witch and prevent the murder of any more children. Oh boy. All right. So there's um, there's I'm... some some tufts over here that perhaps we could um I don't want to say lie, but exaggerate, perhaps. What are we recruiting them for? A witch to, killing? Yes. Bert, they, we Bert could give and, them, and you feel you feel good about this. We could give them the money. Find a witch, kill this witch. Thinking that she's definitely doing the things that we think she's doing. I mean, we've I seen her. We've doing. seen her sell pies. I've okay. seen her try and take a child. There, there can be no doubt. Okay, well, let's go. Seem clear. Clear. So, so, I guess with okay. with these thugs, you know, we could perhaps say that uh, this old woman, you know, has lots of money from selling the pies. Perhaps she must want... do. So we could try to hire them, I guess, with a cut of the profits of killing the switch. Um, although Bert Beasley does wonder what use a couple of thugs would be other than perhaps just dying for us. Yep. One never knows. I also, a... could we go talk to the guy that I paid or I promised pay earlier? We'll see if he picked up anything that might be useful. If not, then... Well, that was earlier this. That was earlier yeah. this evening. That was yeah. a short while ago. Oh, a short while. Okay. Yeah. Still same day. All right. I thought um, we were. I thought we were deep into the night. Maybe that was like. Uh, uh you've been four, probably here. Four p.m. From... A four p.m. transaction, and we were now in the two a.m. No, it was uh like they were night services that happened at like seven eight o'clock, and it's probably like. 10 p.m. 11 p.m. Okay, so Bert really, Beasley, despite being a, a insurance salesman, is also uh, a man of action. You don't become Gorkinson's top sell salesman 
uh, of insurance policies by doing nothing. And perhaps now would be a good time for us to go out and stock this witch as she comes and goes from the windmill and uh, watch her. And perhaps if we think it is it, the time is right, fall upon her like people who really like pies enough to kill you for them. I don't, yeah. Okay. So you all are um, going to go talk to the Tufts? Mm-hmm. So we okay. think they're so we think they're mercs. You don't know; they're just like rowdy-looking dudes. I know they're and drinking. We're sending, and I agree we're sending over the insurance broker. And you have you so Bert, and the Bert, hold, stop, 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 stop. Everybody, quiet, quiet. They are just tough-looking guys that are sitting at the bar drinking, and they're a little bit rowdy. You have no idea what they are, who they are, what they do. And why should we need to recruit them to go take on one witch? I mean, the recruiting thing made sense when we were trying to take on the windmill and multiple witches. My strength, it's not what it should be. Mm. And you think, let's go kill this witch and that will make your strength come back? And yeah, so she's we'll saying be ready she's, for whatever she's, retribution She's, she's weak, and because of her weakness, she thinks we're not, you know tough enough to take out a single pie-selling witch, which, you know, maybe, maybe she's right, maybe she's not. Um, Burt Beasley is not super interested in hiring tough guys, but he's willing to uh, wait while uh, oh, Bagamo, Bagamo wants to go guys. over and recruit them. It's kind of her her thing that she's, she's harping on, so yeah. Bagamo, if you want to do this, then it is... Yeah, uh, right. uh, I'm going to head to the do- bar... I'm gonna Nothing. get two, two drinks. Actually, make it three drinks. I'm gonna look like I'm drinking. <laughs> I won't be. My tummy's upset. Okay. How much is three drinks? Uh, oh, are you purchasing wine? They appear to be drinking wine. Three, if you're give, if you're uh, you're asking the guy the wet, the wet rock shops over you know barkeep three copper three copper for the purple grape mash the cheap stuff barkeep those two fine gentlemen over there they happy you know their their favorite beverage Nikolai and Carl yeah fine so you say. They are drink. They are drinking, and I might add, pouring down the last of my superior red dragon crush. Well, their second favorite drink, then I'll take that. That would be the purple grape mash three. Okay, three of those, my good sir. Nine coppers, one silver. Make it an even silver. Right. I flip him a coin. Okay, he pours you three cups, uh, pints of the purple grape mash number three. All right. And says, best of luck to you. Best of luck indeed. Oh boy, I hope they don't think I'm coming on to them. That will be very awkward for all of us. You gentlemen don't know how hard it is to be a beautiful half-orc in this business. 
big strapping half orc. Okay, you okay, you approach the two. Yep. What do you say? Well, hello there. And I kind of put my elbow awkwardly on the table. And <laughs> they look they look over at you. And one of them uh who is uh bald headed and uh with a uh, uh a big beard looks over and says actually no, this is the wrong picture. Um so it says oh, yes, hello. And you I are couldn't help but notice you two fine strapping lads. Ha. And I slide to some drinks to them. And they sort of cheers, hey, more drinks. And one of them takes a swig of it and goes, ha, she is purchasing the, she's purchased a, a purple grape mash. And uh, pats you on the shoulder and says, it is all right, dear. We will drink it anyways. Come drink with us. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to pretend sip my wine. Uh he takes a big chug of it and looks at you and says, Drink! Drink! Uh, roll, uh, roll, uh, slide of hand to pretend to drink, or performance, your choice. You can do performance to pretend to drink. Performance is even worse. I think it probably is performance. Okay. Lord yeah. God. Uh, he slaps you on the back and says, he says, Nikolai, help our friend drink. And uh, the drunken one comes over and sort of grabs you by the lips, opens your mouth, and just pours the glass into your mouth. And they both cheer and uh, pound theirs back. Oh, that's so refreshing. Thank you. Hey, another. Another. All right. I'll pay for another round. Uh, they do the same. They force you to drink. Uh, wet rug. So, uh, notices that what they. What do you two? You two do for work. <laughs> they just laugh at this. You don't know who we are, do you? She doesn't know who we are. Carol. Oh no, I'm new in town. <laughs> Nikolai, she's new in town. <laughs> Tell us, new in town, what are you doing here? Regale us with your tales. Well, you know, had a little, little bodyguard job, little escort yes? business on the way here, but now, uh, I see. Looking fine, into you are bringing fine woman into town. She is quite beautiful. Perhaps you introduce me. Wink, wink, wink. Oh, I'd love to. Eventually, after I get to know you a little better, you know, that's that's our friend, and <laughs> my introduction would carry a lot of weight. You uh -huh. know? Sure, 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 sure. So you work as bodyguard. You are here, no doubt, to take care of our problem. Oh. I do like to help out when I can. Of course she is. Of course she is, Nikolai. What else would she be here for? But, uh, I do have a, a difficult task coming up. 
that might be quite rewarding, but we need perhaps one or two strong, strong assistants that would want to <laughs> cut in on the deal. For money? Oh, yes. <laughs> Nikolai. <laughs> Nikolai, she she is offering us a job. And uh, uh, the other one says, Carl, I believe she is. She is offering us a job. Tell us, woman. Uh, tell us, strong green woman, what is job you wish to offer us? Well, there's a certain person who sells a certain kind of merchandise that uh, it's not quite on the up and up. Not on the up and up, she says. <laughs> my friend, my friend, my friend. We need not your money. Oh, I but, so. But do tell us, tell us. Tell us tales of your land and where you come from and what you've done. You should speak with, with mother. With mother? Yes. Your mother. Would, yes, she would be most interested in you, I think. Yes. Oh, he turns well, to the, he turns I'd love to, to meet your mother. Where does she live? <laughs> Look for the largest house in town and you will find her. Oh, well, what's your mother's name? Fiona. You really aren't from around here, are you? You don't know the... You don't know my family. Oh, no. I just got here yesterday. Ha! You should speak with Fiona. You seem like the right type she was looking for, for those such as yourself. Oh well, thank you for the for the for the tip. Sorry to bother you. No, come drink with us, please. Tell us more tales. Tell us, tell us about how you are going to kill the kill the uh, the little worm that runs this town. Beg your pardon. You know he's she really doesn't know, does she? She goes. What? I'm confused. And Bogano kind of sits back with a head in her hand. Yeah, I think she's just... had. I think she's had too much to drink, Nikolai, or not enough, Carl. Pour her another one. Oh, too much, I'm sure. Ulrich, bring us another round. Put it on family tab. And uh, he brings out the high proof uh, red dragon. Another cup of it, and they say, "Drink." He's he's shouting this across the bar. Yeah. Oh, my! Nikolai, my I really think is this is high. wasted on me. Um, would you like this? Drink. One? I could. I couldn't. I've had a little tummy problem today. Drink. I don't want to drink it. Okay, she doesn't wish to drink, Carl. Then I will drink it. Oh Nikolai, yes, by all means. Nikolai pounds back another one. And you look over at you and you say, "Perhaps you're not as tough as I thought you were. <laughs> you look ripped with muscles, and strong and big, and clearly a tough one yourself." 
I still say, Carl, that she should speak with mother. She's just the type. What does Carl say? Uh, Carl just sort of nods. And uh, one of them grabs, uh, shouts over to Ulrich and says, Another! Yeah. Uh, Wet Rock is coming over there. Aye, Master Dwarf. Aye. What are you we come to? You come to drink with us and regale us with tales. This looks like the most fun spot place to be. Yes, uh, come I drink. We had a little bit, if you know what I mean. <laughs> of course, of course. Ah, I see the big green dragon. Are you working a business? Not work. Oh, no. What are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking only the finest. Ah, uh, heard it was running low here. That's what Ulrich tells, but he is holding out. I know he has barrels in the back. Ulrich, bring forth the good stuff. Ah. Uh, why should it only be for us? If because you want some real good because stuff. my family is if richest. You want some real good stuff. Because my family is richest in town and we will have whatever we want. Ooh. Says Nikolai. That sounds saucy. Uh do you do you know anything about what do you tell me about the birds? What birds? All right. I don't well, pay any attention. What can to you tell birds. me about about distilleries? Hey, I have a way that I can take your mash for your wine and make it into a fine whiskey, a brandy. And I've never had. I've never had this. Only wine. Well, can you help me uh, to build a build a still off the river? I could help you to drink it. Building sounds like building sounds like work, and work and I do not get along. You don't like to work. I don't have to work. I have to drink. <laughs> Another orange. Awesome. Have you been drinking all day? What else is to do? Mm. Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to, if you want, have you ever heard of the the parable of the man that? Uh, couldn't feed himself. I do not know what is a, this. What is a parable? All right, the parable is a story that has. I do enjoy stories that has a lesson, and it's kind of a an obvious lesson once you hear the story. Tell us your tale of the man that could not feed himself. Did someone cut off his arms? No. Someone in town that he lived in was a really good fisherman and he always followed the fisherman around to ask him hey can i get some fish you've caught why did he why did he not just why did he why did he not just buy fish do you want to hear the story or yes of course please tell all right 
And uh, the man gave him a fish every now and then, but didn't give him a fish often enough to feed him or his family. So eventually the fisherman turned around and he said, if you really want to learn, I'll teach you how to fish for yourself. Interesting. But would it not oh, be better to hire I'm telling you. would it not be better to hire multiple peasants to work for him that could learn to fish that would then do all fishing and bring him multiple fishes so what? that he can drink? Sure. But what if all the peasants Ah you agree, you agree. <laughs> what if all the peasants die? Then we shall buy another. Buy more peasants. But of course it's, it's hard to argue. Hard to argue. I mean, what? I don't, I, morally, what? it's an issue, but it clearly works because oh, look at the world the way it is. Sure. And Skylar has gotten so bored with the D&D game. <laughs> look at all the splendor that's happening all around us. You're right. Why not just buy another? It is splendorous for me. Okay. What would it take? Hmm. You know what? Have a good night. Good night to you. Uh, where are you? Are you guys back from your? Yeah. Your little yeah. Uh, well, how did how did hiring some tough? Assassins go there. Turns well, they out enjoy... they're drunk rich kids, so not great. <laughs> not great. <laughs> they, they exactly are drunk rich kids. Uh, just to metagame outside of this, I will read from the book for you. Um, they are of noble birth, drunk brashards, always looking for some trouble, but smart enough to not pick fights with you. They'd rather listen to your tales. They have no interest in work. Probably nice. not ideal mercs. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't sound... uh, well, Vert Beasley feels like we're ready to set out, perhaps leave the town and find a nice spot. Uh, well, it is nighttime. The... Are you going to turn in in the rooms that you purchased? Uh, are you going to camp out? To options. We could turn into our room and then track down the witch tomorrow. Perhaps as she's leaving the windmill, if we get a very early start, catch her before she comes into town. Or we could leave now and hope that she is leaving town and returning to the windmill at what, night. Uh, what time do we think it is? It is probably about 10 o'clock at night. Nine so probably the morning. But... <clears throat> 9.30 p.m. and we're all exhausted. Um, I... Services at the church were about 7. It's probably about... Close to ten. I would like to take a uh, a, a mosey about town uh, before we turn in. A night mosey. Okay, you do so. Um, allow me to tell you what you see as you mosey around the night mosey. And I, and I would be open for companions if they wish to mosey with me. <clears throat> Bert basically Any... loves an evening stroll. Okay. I need to walk it off. You're all walking around at night. All together. I mean, on, on patrol, one might say. On patrol. Um, okay. 
you walk through the center of town, the town square, the uh, shop. Let me change the music to sort of night. Uh, I don't know. Night Velaki. See what night Velaki is like. Uh, I don't think I have a night Velaki. It's all day stuff. No Velaki nights. No Velaki nights. Just hit that uh that old ESPN after dark. Um, we'll just go to this one. Add music. All right, we'll just go to this one. I think we I think we may have lost the music at one point. Oh, did we? Oh, we got lost it. Uh, you shouldn't. Do you hear nothing? You hear nothing. Or I hear nothing. I hear nothing. Oh man. Well, lucky nights are very quiet. <laughs> you know what? Must oh, there we go. There. there it is. There was a crow. So you, you guys didn't have the bar out there. Anything. Get your ass whooped, but hey, hold on now. Okay. Uh, you're walking through the town square. There are shops and homes that enclose the town square. They're decorated with some limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes with tiny dead flowers. At the north end of the square, there's a row of stocks locked in which are several men, women, and children that are wearing crude plaster donkey heads. They're sort of lying there half dead. In the center of the square, there uh, are a few peasants that are sort of mostly packing up, it looks like. For the evening uh there is a fountain there that people could draw water from and a gray statue of a man that is facing to the west and there are signs posted all around that read come one come all to the greatest celebration of the year the wolf's head jamboree attendance and children required pikes will be provided all will be well the baron <clears throat> and uh there are some new signs that are being posted over top of them that say, come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Attendance and children require rain or shine, all will be well, the Baron. As you're walking around, you see a few things. You see a toy shop. Let me turn off the, like, business in the streets. It's quiet, because it's evening, it's late. I don't know what that sound is, but... That's the parade. It's mostly just crows and things. Okay. There's some guard patrols and stuff. Uh, you see a toy shop. Uh, it's called Blinsky's Toys. And uh, <clears throat> there's a cramped looking shop with a dark uh, entrance portico above which hangs a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse with a bee engraved on both of its sides. And flanking the entrance are two arched lead-framed windows, though dirty. You can see a displays of toys and things hanging inside it. And there is a slogan on the uh, sign that says, Is no fun, is no blinsky. Uh, you also see a... Uh, <clears throat> as you're walking around, you see a uh, shop that says... Um, um, Vandervoort Coffin Maker. Um, and you also see a you come around to a stockyard on the outskirts of town, which is, catches your interest as you're sort of walking around, just making your way downtown. And the uh, making stockyard, my way downtown, walking yes. around. Yes. 
Uh, large stockyard with several locking sheds along its periphery, adjacent to a roomy warehouse. And there's a sign above the front gate that reads, Arasek Stockyard. But what interests you the most about the stockyard is that parked at the south end of the stockyard is a sturdy-looking carnival wagon with its colorful paint that is peeling off of it. Uh, faded lettering on its sides spells out Rictavio's Carnival of Wonders. And you can see a heavy padlock securing the back door. Bert Beasley wonders if this carnival is perhaps another one of our cards, a entertaining man with a pet monkey. Oh, Lord. Why do I feel like this town is so very important for everything? But Bert Beasley also feels like we're easily distracted on a many side quests and accomplishing little. <laughs> Wet Rock is so supremely puzzled by by that. However, Justin understands completely and also shares that frustration. So as we pass by, uh, do I think that uh, this wagon looks like it uh, is um, highly mobile and moves from place to place, or is it sort of a fixed fixture of the town here? Uh, it looks mobile. So it looks like this travels from town to town regularly? Like it could. Like it doesn't have stuff piled around it or anything? Uh, n no, um, all you see is the heavy padlock on it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> using his law and order SVU skills right now. So I, I, I sort of noted, are you going to um, go up? Are you going up to it? Um, I'm sort of interested to suss out the coming and going of the, uh, of the, 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 crumpet witch so i take mental note of it uh but unless one of my companions sort of veers off in that direction i'm probably not going to lead the group in that direction thinking that um it'll probably be here in the morning i don't fully understand i don't fully know what we're looking at uh right now you're at a stockyard looking at a carnival Car. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I definitely don't think the carnival's going anywhere while we're standing here. Are there people gathered at it just out of curiosity, or is no? It... It's like ten o'clock at night. Got it. It's not a night. You carnival. could definitely go up to it, and investigate it if you wanted to. <laughs> well, we're here. Let's. Well, we'll take a quick gander. Okay. Why the fuck not? Right, that's what we'll just take a take a quick take a quick look. What's the worst that could happen? Sure. As you approach up to the cart, the wagon suddenly lurches uh, <clears throat> as though something big has thrown itself against the inside wall. And you hear the cracking of wood and scraping of metal and the snarl of something inhuman. <clears throat> Upon closer inspection, you see that the sides of the wagon are spattered with blood. And you also see an inscription on the wagon's doorframe that reads, I bring you from shadow into light. 
Black Lodge. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Do we want to get involved in whatever this is or not? Do you know an agent, Chet Desmond? The last time I got involved with a cart, look what's happened to me. Room. Are there what 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 are we what are we looking at? It's a it's an abandoned carnival. It doesn't appear to be abandoned. It's a carnival cart that is sitting in the stockyards that Let's drew your attention. It it's got a giant padlock on it, and as you approached it, something lurched and slammed into the side of it. You heard an inhuman snarl and noticed blood around it. Magma. <laughs> Break that lock. <laughs> I go there's, knock on the cart and say hello. There's a child in there, Bagmo. Punch you that hear, lock, bust it open. It's Bagmo, not a you, child. You hear uh, snarl. They, they've got a they've got a dog trapped in there. Bagmo, punch the lock. Bagmo, roll me nature. She's not even, she didn't say that she was trying. Oh, is I knocked on it and said hello. Yeah, she, she rolled nature. Okay. Maybe somebody doesn't want to come out. That's right. Uh, Bagmo, it's definitely not a dog snarl. What, Rock? It's not an adorable puppy. It sounds horrible. And I must save all my strength for the task ahead. All right. What do I need to roll? Uh, insight or nature? Depends. Depends on uh, what you're. Uh... I want to try to figure out what the what the hell we're looking at in here. You hear this? Yeah. Sounds like a big ass, big ass jungle cat that I've read about in books. What should I roll? Uh, roll nature. There's no windows. Yeah. That sounds like a jungle cat. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, you're positive. It's like a carnival tiger. Sick. Don't open that. I'm sorry that I misled you. Don't open that. In my in my heart of hearts, I have always wished to have a large, large cast companion, but I feel like this is not the one for me. When it's meant to happen, it will happen. That's right, and this you know, cat may may yet come back to be important in our journey. You know, but it's not important right now. You know, in nature, Bagamo, um, the natural prey of tigers are, in fact. Crumpet witches. I thought it was other tigers, but that's a better one. Um, so with this mystery uh, potentially dispelled, um, I begin to make motions uh, to continue our patrol. If there, if if no one else has any additional investigation, or unless anybody wants to let loose and make friends with uh, this. With his feline. I would like to know primarily 
What did we come out here for? Just to look around the village, pretty much. We've gathered no intel. Well, we're, we're think... working on it. We've only made it to the stockyard so far. <laughs> All right. Well, you we saw a toy maker this. shop, you saw a coffin maker shop, and you saw the stockyards. Right. I think we just need to press on through the carnival, see what we can see. There's not a carnival, there's just a cart. Okay. Sounds, sounds like carnival we Carnival cart. Sounds like we may be pressing on for the moment now that we've it sounds okay. like, that a, sounds more a like a dipping dots card to me. Yeah, it is. It's like a dipping dots card. You want a okay. picture of it? Well, that's a much better description. Uh, here, I'll show you I'll show you a picture of it. Hang on. Let me uh let me turn off my uh virtual background here just so you can see. All We're right, wasting time. Here's the picture of it. If you look at my screen, you'll see. I see uh, it. Yeah. That's what you're seeing. Yeah, I don't know. Sitting in the stockyards. It has a snarling thing inside of it. Yep. Well, that is terrifying, and we should move on from that. I feel like we know where our main interest lies, and that's in stopping the windmill. We know that there are many roads that hit a, uh, what do you call it, a confluence or whatever. A lot of roads come together, a crossroads, if you will, mm -hmm. um, near the windmill. And if we want to figure out what is going on with that, and that is our main objective, then we should move out that way and observe. I don't, I do not uh, disagree. And uh, hopefully, I am half hoping that we actually come across the witch going about her rounds as we as we make our patrol. Right. That, I think I know that you and Bagma both really, really, really want that. Well, at the very least, we'll know where to find her if we decide to make a plan, even yeah, if we don't if, do anything tonight. If we if we see her, I just don't imagine there's a scenario where Bagmo doesn't just lurch out of whatever place we're hiding in and try I can to... control But myself. maybe I mean up to this point, up to this point, Bagmo. What discipline have you shown? So, Bagmo, I make you, I make you a, a, a bet here, or I make you a promise. If we find the witch, we will go back and we will get the tiger, and then we will unleash the tiger upon the witch. I really feel like we should use our animal handling, but like use leaving the tiger. Do you think we could coerce? I mean, do you think we could close out this session by coercing the tiger to join our party? I mean, John, uh, uh, sorry, Ergoth, you are a fire genosi, which I feel like uh, should resonate well with tigers. I am and a veterinarian. You have great animal handling skills. If we could be accompanied by a tiger as we go on our journeys, I do feel like that would be uh, quite worth it. What Does everybody else, how does everybody else feel? If I could have a tiger... Oh, man. It's all you've ever wanted? I didn't know how much until this moment, but I am scared of opening it and letting it out. And like... if we steal it, they seem very fond of putting people in the stocks here. Oh, we wouldn't steal it. We, I, would, we would convince the tiger to come along with us. I can't save those children if I'm locked up in the stocks. That's true. 
I I would be I would be willing to use my veterinary skills to attempt to uh, make friends with this animal. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if that's we're what, not going to we're not going to capture this animal and bring it along with us. We will invite this animal to join our party. Um, you know, and I think maybe sweeten the pot a little by saying that we have someone that knows his way around an animal body, has healed one or two. Or maybe one in his life. You know, all that growling may just be he may have a thorn in his paw. You know, could be a thorn in his paw, could be gas. Could okay. be uh, diet. So you what know, do you we do? what we could do is we could just uh you know, perhaps against this tiger's will drug it with one of those dream pies. Oh my god. Uh that what would that do to an animal. That seems to have worked other times when people have been drugged with pies. But do we want to do that to an animal, though? Well, but but he would but, but he would be high. He wouldn't be of any use to us, right? He would not be any help. But I mean, like he's probably well, he be, intimidating they'd... unless he was blowing like snot bubbles or something. <laughs> right, right. But see, you're thinking only at the moment. Bert Beasley is like, look, you know, he'd become a drug addict, and then we could have this drug addict. I mean, tiger. he could become he could become a friend. I mean, I we cannot. Have, I, we I, have I, a very adept animal handler here. As a as a, as a pr practitioner of the veterinary arts, I cannot get behind drugging um drugging the animal with what we have established is um a a not good substance. Okay. I okay, think that's I, been established off screen. I, I will. I, I don't will know for sure that everybody here knows about what happens if you slip someone a Mickey with drink cakes. Obviously, everyone playing the game does, but the other characters, I don't know. So this would be like a novel idea pitched by uh, Ergoth. And so it's a natural discussion, I feel. Um, but well, do you I'm obviously to... very silent. Do you... <laughs> not, really, not very, not really committal one way or the other as to what might happen if we slip this uh this jungle cat uh dream cake. Tell you what, um, I I suggest uh, that we complete our patrol, and if we see a situation where a jungle cat may prove beneficial, we can loop back around and get him. That that that's what we should do. For sure, that's 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 my vote. For sure. Okay. In Where the meantime, maybe we'll happen upon the witch. <clears throat> All right. As you continue your walk through town, uh, the last thing that you sort of notice as you're sort of looking around, uh, you do come across what uh, uh, you come across what would be most obviously you recognize as the burgomaster's mansion which is a uh looks like a three-story edifice um with uh, uh a couple of sort of like column-like structures on the outside and it has signposts around it that say all will be well um and it's clearly uh, the burgomaster's mansion but as you're walking around on the outskirts of town, closer to where the original church went, were, you find what is clearly the largest house in town, bigger than the Burgomaster's mansion. 
and it has a sign hanging outside of the uh, swinging gates that says "Watch Your House." W a c h t e r watched her house. H a u s watched her house. Um, and that is clearly the largest house in town. Perhaps the mother of the drunken fellows who don't like to work are there. And is clearly Mm. a residence. So they're really not thugs. They're just uh, rats. Correct. Correct. Yep. Uh, You can see the church in the distance and the road leading out of town. Very interesting. There are other houses that, you know, have mostly turned in for the evening. We should not have a blacksmith hammering. No, no sign of a. <laughs> That's the night owl. Of a pie selling witch, correct? The name of no signs the, of no signs of a pie selling witch. Blacksmithery is the night owl. Yeah, there's no uh, okay. night pie selling witch. Hmm. Okay. Well, very well, interesting. Uh, Bert Beasley proposes perhaps we go back to our room. And then we strike out early tomorrow on the road between the windmill and the town and lie in wait for this witch. Okay. I concur. Right. Yes. You return to the room and Ulrich uh, welcomes you back to the bar. It is uh, quiet now as uh, things have uh, really turned uh, late. And um, he says, ah, turning in for the evening, I see. We are indeed. We are indeed. We're looking forward to our nice rooms. Well, there are still a few people drinking in the bar. He says, "Uh, here are your keys. Uh, You may take the uh, steps outside to the second floor where you will uh, find uh, find your rooms. And I'll take you back to the the bar scene. And are you guys just all turning in? Yes, for sure. Here's where I'm in a pickle. Wet Rock is going to have one more drink before turning in. Uh, the two, the two like hooligan brat. Well, Let's Brats see what Magmo Magmo said this is tough. I need to know why. Well, I don't know if I should try and go to sleep tonight. Last night I asked all of you to wake me up, and that didn't happen. And then somehow I collapsed after drinking a healing potion, and as I slept, the witches gave me something foul and so should I sleep should I not sleep I don't know what to do and, and are you... none of you seem able to follow simple directions honestly Ooh. Interesting. Uh, no you... shade 
could you um, lay down and relax? Would that be restful? Maybe I could have a, a nap, but not not try and sleep all night. Uh, Bert Beasley. I think it would be prudent to, to keep a watch anyway. To wake you up if you're having bad dreams. But what if you're sleeping, Bert Beasley? Uh, perhaps we could take turns waking you up if you're having bad dreams, but actually do it this time. You know, Bert oh, Beasley is willing to admit that he made errors previously. Uh, and this time, you know, we'll not repeat them. Obi-Wan's okay. shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And yet, I'm okay, a trusting we're going to, soul. We're going to fast forward so that we can get to uh, a closing scene here. <laughs> um, you're able to do that through the night. Magmo does have bad dreams. You're able to wake her three times. Uh, during your three separate watches, and Bagmo, you get a long rest. Hallelujah. The next morning arrives, and you all, I assume, are setting out to try and lay ambush at the windmill? Somewhere between the windmill and town, but not very close to the windmill to try okay. to avoid. So somewhere between the windmill and Barovia. Yes. I wanted, I wanted to have one more interaction with the bartender, which is why I said I would have one more drink before bed. Yeah. I think um, we'll, we'll have to save that for when we come back. Come back. We'll be back. We'll and be then back. we can wet, wet our whistles. Uh, uh, you make you make your way back to the uh, the gallows that are sort of outside of Barovia. You know she would have to come this way, and you saw the gallows before where... Uh, where you saw uh, yourself hanging, uh, uh, Wet Rock, and uh, you're able to sort of uh, set up shop there. And I'll bring you all there now, and you can tell me how you're laying in wait. Or what? Or what you're doing, exactly. For, uh, yes. I thought we were... Oh. Sorry, I'm I'm just selecting I'm selecting for you to save like time and I have a map ready at this location. Yeah. The outside of Barovia, there are the gallows. So if you're looking for a place between Barovia and the windmill, that's where you go. Super. Uh, we'd like to find somewhere somewhere to hide, you know, near the road with good views, but you know, not easily spotted. To lie in wait for this witch. Uh, yeah. This is close enough to Barovia that you know she would have to head this way. You cross back over the waterfall. You pass by Castle Ravenloft. And then near the Vistani Cap, it is a day's walk before you make your way there. You pass by the turnoff to the uh, to the windmill. And by the time you reach the crossroads towards uh, Barovia, uh, it is uh, probably 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And you guys are here now. Cool. We uh, assume she's already made her way to Barovia. Sure. Would we like to be on this hill here? Perhaps we could, you know, hide on the hill with a good view, or we could just go to these these woods and, and hide in the in the trees. Okay. Trees it is. That's up to you. Let oh, me so uh, change there, the so. soundscape really quick because you all are. Somewhere else. Let's see here. We are 
at a Sims orgy. Yeah, so it would seem. The sound is just slow. This is the buffet before the orgy. I'm trying. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Sorry. That was that was spooky. Yeah, somebody slammed the uh, top down on top of the piano. Hell yeah. And there was a whole body in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys are outside of Barovia. Outside of the village of Barovia. Can't find the stupid music. Oh well. No music. Doesn't matter. You guys are out there. You're setting up on hills and things. Mm -hmm. uh, these these woods it looks like. Yeah. We're kind of setting up in places where we can view the road but hopefully not be seen from people walking on the road. Ah, uh, here we are. Okay. As you're sort of set up in the woods, uh, Bogmo, you put your character where you're going to be, and same for you, Wet Rock. Same, everybody's over the woods. I need to see my character. All right. You're All right. right here. Let me see if I can zoom out a little bit. You're right here, White Rock. I see. I want to put myself somewhere. Yeah, just wherever your character would be hiding. Okay. It just may matter for sort of mechanical purposes wherever you choose right. to be. Uh, I'm a good climber, so I get in the tree. Okay. You get up in a tree. After uh, some period of time, a uh, old woman pushing her cart you recognize her appears walking down the road gradually pushing her cart this is about 2, two o'clock in the afternoon 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you see her you indeed recognize her and it's slowly trying to load her into the system but she is there hasn't made much notice of you. What do you do? Well, Roll 20 is locked up. It's trying. Uh, I do not want to alert her to my presence at all. I don't know what's but happening. I Roll, Roll 20 to... is trying. I want to try to be stealthy. Okay. So are you going to try to approach her stealthily, or are you just trying to hide? I'm trying to hide. I guess I'm... Let me maybe insight. Maybe, you know, I try to see if it looks the exact same way as I remember seeing. Sure, roll perception. Okay. 
Perception. You're looking at her. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling it. Sucks. Um critical fail. The way she moves is inhuman looking. It's odd. Yeah. Uh, let me do a constitution roll. Okay. Maybe not a save. Are you going to vomit? Well, I'm trying to figure out if this thing is going to really uh, roll me or not. Is it a save? A con? You can roll, in, you can roll insight. You can roll insight. Insight. Yeah. You're trying, is, to de- uh, you're trying to deduce, is this thing more powerful than me? Yeah. Um, by yourself might roll you uh with its comrades might roll you with your crew mm, you fought tough things okay all right Should I? I think that's i think that's the the extent of what i wanted to do Bert beasley feels like you know the switch is alone it's here you know we're here why not strike while the, you know, insurance sales sheet is still hot? Before we jump in, you said that we noticed that she's moving kind of strangely. Yeah. Oh, she's moving very strangely. Is there something? I, I noticed that. I don't know if everybody else did. Yeah, that's why I was asking. Is that something? Yeah, that it's obvious. Um. Is there anything that my medical knowledge can kind of deduce here, potentially, to give a little uh, bit more detail on that? She's not human. Okay, so I guess I share that. That uh, You know how I told you earlier that those ravens weren't ravens? This witch, whatever, she's not human. I can medically tell you that she is not <laughs> All of my experience repairing war horses tells me that that is not a human. Did we stop her? Are we ready to attack? Should someone else besides me roll insight? Someone that is noticing more, uh, maybe more um, important things. Bagamo, um, this witch has had you all a tangle if you decide to make this your moment I'll have your back all right that witch let's roll out crew what do you do she's about let's see how far away is she I'm gonna let her get a little closer okay and she's coming down the road. And she's gets to about here where the bend is about to be, where it would take you take her sort of down another path. Does no one care that this thing is not human? Well, we we know that. Yeah. She has powers. Well, I mean, don't humans have powers in this world? I mean, not like can. that. Okay. And what do you do? Bert and what do you do? Like to point out that uh, actually, no, none of us are in fact human. 
uh, true. in this present party. That's true. No humans oh. here. <laughs> That's a good point. No. <laughs> that, that doesn't really strike him as it is. He, he might be more okay. weirded out if it what was I a should, human. What I should say is that she is an aberration of some sort. It is unnatural. Not that it is, she's not human. Right. Whatever she is is unnatural. Not what she appears to be. I guess what I took that as, yeah, saying that whatever form she's projecting as, or the witch is projecting as is not the true form. And I think, I mean, that's really what I'm trying to get back around to. We're cool attacking. Mm -hmm. We don't know the true form. I mean, she kidnaps children and turn them into pies. So. All right. Okay, and, so you know, obviously so the Bagamo, worst character in the entire. All right, I'm tell, us, tell me when, and I've got a scorching ray ready to go. Let's see. Is each square five feet? Yes. Okay, I run up. I'm in range. She looks at you square in the face as you run up. And you can see that her eyes are unblinking and whited over. And she says, oh, I see you come. Constitution save. You cast Shatter on her. Roll me initiative. Let me make sure it's clear, but I'll make her make her con save. Everybody needs to roll you initiative. Mm -hmm. Uh oh, she fails it. Rolls a twelve. I, I need to clear the initiative tracker. Clearly, it didn't ever clear. Dang it! Roll twenty is so slow that you think it's clear, but it's not. All right. I'm just gonna have to do you manually. Do we just roll it again or what? Yeah, you just roll it again. You're cool with that. Well, I'm definitely cool with it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Roll 20. It's running so slow, it's almost unusable. Yeah, I don't know. Mine, mine just doesn't, doesn't do it. Nothing's showing up in roll 20 for me. Okay, well, I'll add you all manually. Um, I'll take your first rolls if they were better. I mean, so it's we, showing up here in, in the chat, but it just isn't tabulate. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Roll 20 is not working. It's uh, the Urga it's working to a point, but it's not. Urgoth, where's your it's character? It's not working for DM. I don't even see you, Urgoth. Oh, I disappeared. I didn't even notice that. Um, I was, like, right here, and apparently I just vanished. Okay. I'm not sure what happened. You saw a fight was coming, and you Well, just... that's what happens when you roll a 17 in initiative, you badass. <laughs> Urgoth, your, your first initiative roll was what, a five? Now now you're hovering ten foot over, but we're getting a slice through this world at five feet. Alright, we're about to wrap this up in I do not second. recall, so we'll say it was a five. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Bogamo rolled an eight. Mm -hmm. 
Ergoth rolled a 17 in initiative. No, that was Burt Beasley. Burt Beasley oh, rolled a 17. And let's see here. Wet Rock's first roll was... My first roll was a 12. Second was a 14. Right, we're going to go with a 12. It doesn't matter. You're going to be the same. I, I'm fine with it. So. Well, and Arena is with you. She's still traveling with you. I'm going to roll her initiative. We have totally forgotten about her. She's been with <laughs> you the whole time. I know. She's like been in a sleeping bag on Bagmo's back. She's like Shrubwood. Rolled well, though. I mean, really well. That's excellent. Yeah, she dies, and that's just one quest taken off the list. So, yep. uh, we didn't really know what to do with her anyway. So, very true. Maybe um, she saves one of us. Bugmo, you do eleven thunder damage to her. Eleven hundred damage. That's eleven thunder damage. Okay. I thought I okay, so Skylar, I'm not alone. I thought her I thought this man said you do eleven hundred damage. That's what I heard like, too. It's, her it's body in the record. It's only I could. It's just a crater. <laughs> All right. Uh, Arena only has a rapier, and she is not interested in running up on this thing. So she's going to take the uh, hide action and sort of hide behind a tree. The hag is up. And the hag... Uh... Oh, boy. God, what is going on, roll 20? My God. What's the hag gonna do? Alright, um... We're about, we're about to wrap this up. We're not gonna go much longer here. Yeah, the hag is going to. Um... <laughs> okay, she uh, points her finger at you, Bagamo, and says no. And make me a Constitution saving throw. Uh, yeah. Bagamo, you save. Bert Beasley, you're up. Bert Beasley. Let's see here. <laughs> speed will faster you. Beasley is going to 
hurl a javelin. Okay. At the witch. Uh, that's a hit. But I guess it's... Yeah, it's a hit. And that, that's it for his his turn, I guess. Okay. Uh, Wet Rock, you're up. All right, crossbow bolt from the tree. I have 80 feet of range on that, so we should be good. Okay. I'm rolling. Oh, and on. it sucked. That's a miss. <laughs> Yep. I have to roll that with disadvantage. So let me let me see if it actually did a fourteen hit. Fourteen does not hit. Okay, then I just hit it. Okay, Bogmo, you're up. Dead. Okay. Sixteen. Yeah. That doesn't work. Man, this shit right now is sounding like the last Matrix movie. Not the one, the most recent one, but the third one in the trilogy. Alright. The one uh, where they had the orgy in the cave? I didn't see that one. Ergoth, you're up. No. Skipped that one. Man, you missed out. There was an orgy in a cave, bro. Yeah. Okay, so I move up, um, and I believe I understand uh, the mechanics here of Scorching Ray correctly. Um, I create uh, three rays of fire, um, yep. and I it's, hurl them at one movement. target or several. You have to roll three times. Yeah. And so, um, let's you see. You did that on your first round, didn't you? Or did you? No, you did not. No. Um, so, let's see how Beyond 20 does this. So, I'll cast that. First one is a miss. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's going to do it good one at a time. So, there we go. Second one is a hit. Okay. And um, is, is the six the damage roll? Yep. Okay. And so then we're going to do one more. Third one is a hit for three. You do nine damage. And she lets out sort of a cackle as you hit her. Arena's up who takes the hide action. A cackle? That was an invitation to tickle. Sorry, that's a weird thing to say. She's up. And she looks at you all. And she pulls something out of her little satchel. And she says, Oh, you've made a grave, grave mistake coming to me here. 
you all now are going to die. And she takes what she has in her hand and she brings her hands together and kind of smacks it. And you hear a tone just goes bing and lets out this horrible like ring that echoes through your ears and it's piercing. It almost makes you want to cover your ears. It's so loud. And the whole world sort of begins to shift and shake a bit. And you see her and then she's like she's sort of is shifting as like your vision is shifting. And like it's almost like her torso is separated from her like like her legs and then they're back together and then like she's like in pieces and it's like everything is sort of like moving in different directions at once in front of you and then it just with all of a sudden goes and a bright light appears in front of you and then she vanishes well at least she's mad at all of us now I said Garmin Boza. We've got her on the run. He knew she was toast. I don't know, guys. This is some deep shit. Uh, the shit is deep. Kirk Beasley would like to use his divine senses okay to see if he can detect um if he's still within 60 feet okay divine sense allows you to sense undead and a stuff like celestial that. theme or undead okay bird when she was here your divine sense is always on when you saw her you were the first one to recognize her because she is a fiend and you could feel her approaching from down the road. You could feel the fiendishness coming off of her. After she's done whatever she did and struck whatever it was in her palm that let out the ringing sound, your divine sense, she is gone. Okay. Teleporting. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. Huh? We're obviously outgunned, outmanned, and uh, out-hit-pointed, but we're plowing through nonetheless, and I love each and every one of you, and I'll wish us the best, hope for the we'll best. Figure out what happens. We'll figure out what happens next time when we come back to Curse of Strahd. That's right. All right. I'm having a great time, guys. Love y'all. Bye-bye. I hope you guys are. I'm glad y'all are having fun. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Later. Later.